I've been following your stuff for a while and I just have to say like I one of the conversations I've had with several people about like Twitch streams and me studying and like learning from other people is is the question I ask myself what makes me want to go into someone's stream as opposed to the other person right when there's like eight people that are that are currently streaming and and you and your your friend Anel who you call something else like I think I think it's so you guys have something about um like the ability to be so talented musically and I'm I'm not going to like shower you too many compliments so don't don't worry too much about it but the ability to like to be so talented musically and then to engage in such a dope and genuine and fun and fun knee way where you're like displaying your full what's what appears to be your full personality like i get like that this is who you are just in general i think that is just so incredible and like i'm learning like from afar now like you probably know it's a little bit closer but like i'll go in there and show love and say what's up and stuff but i'm like literally like watching and kind of in awe and like this is really just incredible like what you guys are doing so Thank i just you. wanted to st start off with that yeah you're very welcome you're very welcome how long have you um been streaming now for about uh, about five years I've been doing five music years. on Twitch. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. So if you had to think of, and I, I don't know if it's an easy or hard question, but like, what do you have like a thing that you would say is like your favorite thing about Twitch? Yeah, I think Twitch is really unique in that uh, as an artist, it is a place where you can interact with your community, your fan base, whatever you want to call them, um, yeah. your people, you know, for lack of a better term. And I think that's something that is has historically kind of been hard to do as a, an artist who is maybe signed to a label or um, somebody who is absorbed into a bigger a bigger thing like a label. Uh, yeah. People find them to be inaccessible, and therefore they're put on this pedestal. And when you have opportunities to want to interact with these people, um, it's few and far in between. And maybe it's because of a structural thing where maybe the the industry's not allowing for that sort of presence or they're they're not really um that's not really like what the industry's trying to do with with their money and resources but i think twitch yeah. is really cool because it's a very independent um very like at at your own house whatever you produce is going kind of going to be like what you see is what you get sort of thing mm -hmm. um so like for me to be able to interact with people on on like such a a, a, an even and common level as just logging on to a site and just like talking like it's really mm -hmm. I think it's a really unique experience and I think now that music has just exploded since the pandemic um, I think not only indie, indie artists like myself are finding themselves on the platform to you know talk about their music and, and interact with their fans but I think label people who you know for a long time, I haven't been able to connect with the audience like you can on Twitch or hopping mm -hmm. on Twitch to do that very thing. When is the tour? When is that coming? When is that happening? So the tour is going to be in March. Okay. Uh, it starts March 10th. That's our first date. That's in L.A. at Catch mm -hmm. One. And then we're performing the 12th in Oakland, California at Starline Social Club and then the 16th in Seattle at High Dive mm. and then the 18th at Al's Den in Portland. You got the date and location memorized. That's yeah, what man. I'm talking about. Just, you know, when you say it every day on stream, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
You know what I'm curious about? I'm curious about your if you go back um, to your whenever your first tour was like what when when was that and what was that experience like like going on tour for the first time i'm curious yeah so i do you know what naca is naca i can't say that i do so naca um i forgot what it stands for it's uh it's basically like a an association that allows you to be vetted by um colleges that are associated with naca um okay. and you showcase in front of hundreds of colleges in regions so you do like a showcase in the northeast you do one you know midwest and um essentially it is a college association that vets entertainers whether it's like musical performances um uh jugglers people who breathe Mm -hmm. fire um okay uh, just like a whole lot of entertainers um and my first tour was going around the country and performing at these colleges that were NACA colleges and so I did a whole tour like Midwest tour and then that was connected to like my Northeast tour and I'd be gone for about two three months at a time and um, that's how I kind of was able to quit my first or one of my full-time jobs at the time I was just Mm -hmm. able to kind of just leap off that and start immediately doing music um, as my my income and right when I was doing that um that's when I was starting up with Twitch and because I couldn't be home, I actually took Twitch on the road and I was one of the first people who would perform on Twitch and not only do like a live show, but music wasn't really a thing and um, live shows weren't a thing and IRL streaming wasn't a thing yet. So unbeknownst to me back then, it was something completely new and completely different. So I'm just trying to take that model that I built Mm -hmm. five years ago and apply it to something bigger like this, where I have a Twitch wall behind me and mm-hmm. the chat's mm-hmm. interacting. You could be in the crowd and be on your phone if you're not wanting to talk to your mm. neighbor. You could still be in yeah. the comfort zone of a, a chat room that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like bringing out people who actually go to concerts because a lot of people on Twitch might not have even been to a concert ever. And it's really mm-hmm. cool to provide that experience with people either at home or live or both. Um, but yeah, my, my experience with touring was very different back then because I felt like I didn't really have an audience that predominantly enjoyed my originals and and so i would kind of have to trick people into like hey hey here's this ed sheeran cover but by the way this is an original Uh oh you like Uh that i wrote that whereas twitch is very like it celebrates you as an artist so yeah i'd say the only major difference is that people are excited to come out and like yell my lyrics and, and and be a part of like my whole shtick versus um i felt like when i was touring before it was almost like you know here's some candy kids and you like the song? Here's an original. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it seemed like a trap or something that I had to set. Right. Man, that okay, so I I've seen uh, at least a handful of what you just described. The um where you you I think I have seen some with you and Anel, maybe maybe you by yourself as well, but certainly you guys together being somewhere else and having that wall behind you. And I thought that was so cool because I have not seen it somewhere else. So you're saying that like you years ago, you were doing stuff like that years ago. And now you're trying to like really let that be like a major part of what you're doing where you're like blending these two worlds of like live in person and and virtual. That's cool. And I've always wanted to do something like that. It's just I didn't have the infrastructure. Like I didn't I couldn't tour with a projector. Nobody Mm -hmm. really knew what Twitch was then. Like, it was yeah. very kind of underground. Like, it was more of, like, a gaming platform. 
would have yeah. been really confusing. Me showing up to these schools, like, who's this girl? Who does who does she, who does she think she is? Like, you, first of all, you have to yeah. impress everybody in the audience. So it's not like people are coming for you. So I didn't really have, um, I didn't even have the concept of like having a, a, a chat wall behind me until mm -hmm. I'd say more of the recent years, like two to three years. That's kind of something I've, I've developed and, and imp slowly started to implement in my live shows. And, and I think it's somewhere between like, it's just difficult sometimes because some venues don't have projectors. Like you, you don't know what you're going to get until you get there. Sure. And, sure. and so putting these things on your rider or letting people from the venue know like this is what's going to happen. And still, even if they're aware of it beforehand, like it's never guaranteed. Like it's always a wild rodeo once you get there, yeah. and it's like, what equipment do we have? You know, it's <laughs> trying to figure it out on your feet. Right, man. All right, so I want to know a little bit about you, sort of like growing up, like like little Raquel when you were like a child. Like, what kind of person were you? Were you similar to what we see today, which is extremely funny and extremely talented, and like the incredible here's another compliment coming so don't you know but the incredible <laughs> ability to like combine the two like you're not just one of those two things like you go in your stream you're gonna get you're gonna get those accents that you do right which are funny and then you're gonna get the guitar like like the singing and the guitar you can get the trumpet you're gonna get the mouth trumpet that i i thought is so amazing i mean that is it is an instrument and if you can like play by ear if you know about melodies and what sounds good by air like why not do that why not use you know other parts of you to be able to make the whole package better so um that's a mouthful but what what would you say like you were like like growing up i was always a really quirky child um i was always really different like i remember not being super popular going up i was always kind of i was always a creative i was always in my own head um mm -hmm. i'm the kind of person who becomes best friends with one one person and I, I've never really had like a girl crew or like a, a posse or anything. I'm kind of more mm -hmm. of like a, I have the one homie, we're really close and I really like to spend individual time with people and, and really okay. build these strong relationships. And um, I guess as a result, I was always kind of introverted, but funny enough, my parents were in entertainment and um, both of them were singers. So before they had little me, they were mm -hmm. in a band together and, um, Oh, and wow. then uh and then they got you know <laughs> and then they got knocked up and um then course, quit their music career because they were parents right um right. so since i was a kid music has always been kind of infused in my childhood and i think they always had this dream of me becoming like your next mickey mouse club singer like britney spears style like they always were trying to get me on the stage and so i've mm -hmm. always been performing and i've always loved singing and i've always loved music since i was little but i was wow. crazy shy i was very shy and I was, like I said, I grew up kind of introverted. And mm. um, I really didn't break out of my shell until I was like 13, 14, when I started listening to heavier music. So I grew up listening to the Beatles. Um, I loved, I, I basically, my parents listened to a lot of jazz and R&B, which is where I kind of get my sensibilities from. It's kind of just like sure. in my brain. Yeah. Even though I chose to listen to rock and roll. Um, and then that turned into like a punk rock phase. And then that turned into a metal phase. And Anyway, I broke out of my shell uh, when I became a lead singer. When I say singer, I mean I screamed in a metal band. <laughs> and um, I, that sure. was like my angsty phase where I really started developing this like, you know, F you personality, this very like in your face, like, because okay. that's who I, I've always been in my, in my head is this like kind of, you know, in your face, like 
boisterous, kind of a little mm. obnoxious, outspoken mm-hmm. at the at the end of the day. I've always had really strong opinions, um, mm-hmm. and I think that started coming out when I was a teen, when I learned how to be in a band, when I learned how to be with uh, other people, you know, bandmates, having a team. I was never yeah. in sports or anything, so my extracurriculars were always like band stuff and and like mm-hmm. managing bands. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I guess um, I've always kind of been this like crazy big personality. It is just it was a matter of time before it like you know came out of me, and and, and I was comfortable mm-hmm. enough to present this like truer version of myself. Because even when I started streaming. I was uncomfortable with with talking about certain aspects of my personality or like, you know, my my habits or the things that I felt like would affect people's opinion and and like the image that I was going to put out there. So. Right. And obviously, like, I'm not some days I struggle with it because like I I, at the end of the day, I'm still kind of a private person. But Mm. I feel like the more of myself that I can let go and, and show people like, hey, I'm a real person. This is what I'm actually like. Then that's really what helps us come together as a community because like with Twitch people could see genuineness and they could sniff mm. out when you're being fake. So yeah. I find that the more genuine I am to myself, it actually helps my community a lot. Mhm. Tremendously. Wow, that's that's so powerful. I so I, I'm I'm inclined to like share that I am a former teacher and a current math tutor. A big part of what I do is tutor math. I have a business that that I, I do that uh, as well as piano lessons and like mentorship. And so one of the things that I think is fascinating is like, I so, so you're probably like the maybe ninth or 10th like music streamer that I've spoken to in the past several months. And so a lot, and I ask that question quite, kind of often too about like mm-hmm. what you were like growing up. And quite often that mindset of, um, you know, quirky, that word like comes up so often. And what I'm, what I'm kind of reminded of is just how powerful it is to like not deliberately try to like put like down like put down a kid for being that way because for all the kids that say that they were that way back then and now fast forward and seeing people like yourself being able to like take full ownership of who you are and 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 certainly realizing that like your personality is one that's infectious and that and that people love interacting with and are entertained by and stuff i just think it's like quite a powerful thing to know that that's so common for younger people to like to or I shouldn't say so common because maybe a lot of people don't haven't gotten out of that but like being able to just be your be your true self I think is just so beautiful and it's just it's dope that that we have a platform to be able to to do that on you know Mm -hmm. yeah I think a lot of people always want to be super palatable and hey it works you know like some people and I've met a lot of music streamers I collab with a lot of people and um not calling anyone out but a lot of people or some people that I've met aren't it, it's hard for them to be their true self like they mm. won't curse on their stream because they feel like it'll affect maybe their audience growth or whatever like they're not going to be palatable to those who are trying to look for PG streams or mm. they won't talk about certain habits that they have like maybe they're huge weed smokers or like they mm-hmm. you know they they love to sure. drink on the weekends but they would never talk about that and in fact they'd okay. say the opposite like I don't do that so for mm. me like I'd rather be genuine about it in a way where I won't even talk about it or like I'll just you know we'll steer the conversation away and I'll let people know like hey we're not going to talk about this mm-hmm, and I try and mm-hmm. do it in like a funny way or like some something sure. that doesn't alienate people or make people feel like oh she doesn't want she doesn't want us yeah. to know that's weird yeah some um, secret 
Yeah, but I think it's just much more difficult to carry yourself carry yourself in this like non-genuine way like it taxes you at the end of the day oh yes 100 percent. yeah that that is you're spot on like when it comes to it was a realization i had when i used to i used to work at verizon i have an engineering background so before this whole version of myself i used to be in corporate for like 12 years and i remember thinking about how important it is like to realize that like in the corporate environment for people that for people whose personality on the weekends is something that just would not jive at all in a corporate environment, they're forced to put on like this mask or this hat or whatever for so many hours per day. And like you said, it's gotta be like so taxing to do that, right? You want, like ideally we're all made uniquely, we're all made like to be who we are. Like we wanna be able to, to be ourselves. And I think the moment that you realize I think so. The thing is, is like I, we've been I've been talking about this a lot lately, just about people, people's talents and people's skills and like what makes them who they are. It oftentimes doesn't feel that noteworthy because it may come natural to us or it's just us like we've been living this way for so long. But like there it's really not not it, it really is noteworthy because of the fact that it's special to like everyone else except for you, you know. I think that's like such right. a powerful perspective, I think, to have. Like for me, I'm starting to realize that like for me playing the piano, for example, and, you know, playing by ear and stuff like that's something that has come natural to me. Um, and when I'm doing a live stream on like even before I got on Twitch, like on Reddit and people have made comments about how fun it is to watch me figure out something by air like i'm i didn't realize that that's something that's entertaining. But ne but when people share that type of feedback, it's like so it's cool to know like what sticks, what works and kind of continue tweaking your, your process, you know, accordingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, a uh, it's peering into the creative process is, is what I've, I've learned that people are, you know, super into. It's like, um, yeah. what, what about Raquel's brain can we learn from? And maybe this is something I can replicate for myself. And mm -hmm. I would tell you that like the most rewarding thing as a creator, and I'm sure you know this, is when people are like, man, like watching you learn that thing or like watching you struggle with this thing made me realize like I'm the same way and it made me pick up my instrument for the first time in forever. And to mm. me, like that is like, it makes me feel so grateful for what I do because on the days that I feel like I'm not making a difference or I'm not being mm -hmm. impactful or I'm not progressing in my career, the one mm -hmm. person that says that in my chat like it it makes the the entire performance all worth it oh yeah so powerful that like yeah that impact that it can make in people's lives i i could not could not agree with you more um so what would you say for someone out there that is i don't know getting started on twitch for someone that's been on the platform for five years and has seen probably you know changes in the platform you know additions new features all that good stuff um like what is something i guess a piece of, of advice that I don't know, may seem obvious or may not seem obvious, but just something that's on your mind that like you think a new streamer like myself or someone who hasn't started yet, who's thinking about starting something that's important to know about the platform. I think, I think people are so hung up on like, uh, figuring out how to be unique or new or fresh or like how to perfect their thing. Honestly, the best thing you could do for yourself is just go live and kind of like throw yourself in the water and figure out how to swim along yeah. the way. Because you could spend so much time speculating what's going to work, what's not going to work, what's going to make your channel better than this person, that person. No matter how much time you spend on the research, the truth mm -hmm. is Twitch is one of those platforms that like you, you have to figure out how to grow 
while you're running on your feet, you know, like you, while you're while you're out there running at full speed. Yeah. And it's kind of just one of those platforms because um, it's not a pre-recorded thing. You can't expect what people are going to say or what not what they're not going to say about you. So yeah. um, you have to you have to be OK with with that being part of how you're going to grow and how you're going to build mm -hmm. something. And um, and I think uh, consistency is also the next the next thing to say something about because yeah, a lot of people yeah. like they, they think like oh yeah I had this one great stream like awesome well you got to do it again like you mm -hmm. you have to get in that mindset where it's like you got to clock in and even if you're not feeling it like you've got to figure out a way to to get in the headspace because this isn't just a one-off and and you can't just float yeah. on this I mean social media works unfortunately it works such that you could just click on another channel and then you know maybe someone will forget to come back. So you have to yeah. act like you're a TV show where when you yeah. say you're going to show up, you're going to show up and people are going to tune in when you tell them to tune in. You'll be there. Yeah, mm -hmm. that that's yeah, that that definitely resonates. Um so you love cats just like I do. So tell me a little bit Raquel like in your words, like why are cats so special? Like what makes them special to you? I think I have always loved cats. It's funny because I grew up with dogs and in the Philippines where I was born and raised, mm -hmm. cats, at least in my family, were looked at as like the pigeons or the subway rats of, wow. of the world. Like okay. they were they're abundant in the Philippines. They're dirty. They're they're mm. they're seen as dirty and um mm -hmm. dogs are not man's best friend over there. Like they all live outside. It's rare for a mm. family to really have like a dog go to sleep with them you know you i mean i don't know what it's like now in the philippines because I, I obviously don't live there anymore but when i was growing mm -hmm. up um cats in particular were were not celebrated like the way they are here in america wow and um i've always wanted one i've always weirdly connected with cats um every time i'd go to my friend's house they'd always find me and sleep on me or lay on me or <laughs> and so i always felt like i don't know like i was a cat person from the beginning yeah yeah Right. And uh, my mom has this funny story. She said when I was born, she took me home from the hospital and there were about 20 cats on her roof, like Catwoman <laughs> style, like 20 cats on her roof, like inexplicably like yowling. <laughs> and I don't know if there was like a dead carcass over there, but I like to imagine right. that I'm like the reincarnated Catwoman or something. Sure. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that makes more sense for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, funny. um, wow. yeah, I don't know. I think something about their independence and their like weird personalities and, and how they're so different from one another and if you if oh, you yeah. have never been around cats or you know have never owned one or never grew up with them i understand people's like oh aren't cats like don't they hate people yeah. it's like i could see yeah. why you say that but it's right. because they're not just going to wag your their tail at you and like come at, at at you by the door like you have to convince them to like you and i just yeah. love that it's like it's not you can't just give them a treat and they'll love you forever like it's it's work so right. i don't know they're like oh, little man. people i guess <laughs> That's so that 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 has to be a question that I ask for all cat people that come on because I asked that same question um to another Twitch streamer. Uh do you do you know Mandy Prater? Yeah. Mandy, you know, mm -hmm. so she was on a few weeks ago. I didn't premiere the episode yet, but I I think I somehow must have seen on her stories or something that she also loved cats. And I just feel like as as a fellow cat lover, like it's so I I just love it's like almost therapeutic. I just like love hearing like like that description that you just gave and the one that she gave too. Because it's so spot on. It's like, yes, that's exactly everything you just said 
except for the when I was born and the cat man, cat woman thing on the roof. Everything else. <laughs> you mean I can, that doesn't I can, happen like, to every cat person? <laughs> no, I don't think so. At least not not that I know of. It's possible. We just didn't know. We just didn't know what was going on. Um, but man, that's so yeah, that's spot on. I, I absolutely they're just they're so interest they're so interesting creatures. They're such interesting creatures. That I, yeah, that's fascinating. Agreed. They're like just enough removed where they're still like kind of wild animals. But if you yeah. like train them enough that's and right. you love them enough, then it's like super rewarding because yeah, like they're not gonna like you just for nothing. So I feel like when you put in the work, you see like the reciprocation. And and I think for me, at the end of the day, when my cats love me, I know they love me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, so you also love cooking. I saw some fish on your story yesterday or something yes. or recently. So I've been on you a fish so kick. that's awesome. So wait, have you have you been into cooking for like a long time or is this more of a recent thing? Oh yeah, I have always loved cooking. Um Okay. I was awful at it at the age of 8 <laughs> when I really started. <laughs> Specifically? Okay. Yeah, right. like I was super into baking. I loved baking cookies and okay. like brownies and cakes and then I wanted to learn how to bake from scratch. Like the the word from scratch seems so like daunting back then. But mm. now like I refuse to open a pre-made box. Like I hate doing that. Wow, um, okay. So I think like I love cooking because I started so early. It, it, it's always been something celebrated in my culture. A big part of the Philippines is our food. A big part of mm -hmm. like how I grew up and how I bonded with my family's food. So mm -hmm. it was just kind of something natural to get into. And then I really picked up cooking skills when I was like in my teens because um, I decided to be a vegetarian. And I was oh, actually wow. a pescatarian okay. for like seven years. And, wow, okay. Um, in the Philippines, you eat a lot of pork and meats and like beef stews, and it's very, very heavy on the on the meat consumption. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was kind of unreasonable for me to expect my mom to always cook me something special. And and of course, I wanted to like learn how to be self sustaining and be more independent. Yeah. Um. So I started cooking um, vegetarian foods, and funny enough, I I got into cooking because um right around the same age like i went to the gym and every time i was at the gym i would turn on the food network so everybody on the treadmill oh, with wow. me would be like suffering and i'm over here oh, like trying man. to learn recipes so i'd go sure. home and do those recipes yeah. um <laughs> so yeah and then you know you go to college and nobody cooks so like it was like my magic trick it was like my specialty mm -hmm. and then it just developed mm -hmm. from there really it's 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 kind of a therapeutic thing for me at the end of the day like if everything's hectic at least i can create like it's another form of creation for me wow. where like yeah, yeah. if I just didn't do anything productive I can at least feel good about making this one meal mm Hmm. that's awesome do, do you have like a I don't know like if you had someone that you were cooking for and like you were going to make something that is that you know you're amazing at making which is probably several things if you're that good a cook as you claim which I, I believe but do you have like a go-to like, like like you are like this is it right here you're, you're not going to mess this up kind of thing i go through phases um right okay. now i'm going through a uh it's very like tiktok like a few months ago tiktok oh. started doing like the sticky rice with like the the salmon and like the sriracha and the mayo that um, sounds good all so, what separate together? What kind yeah, of yeah? Like well, they like mush it together. It's like sacrilege to me to like see that. Oh. So for me, yeah, yeah. I've I, I've always I've always loved salmon. It's like one of my favorite dishes. I I make this mm -hmm. um kind of like this Filipino hybrid recipe. It's like a it's like sort of Japanese. It's like Filipino Japanese TikTok fusion dish. So it's basically um broiled salmon, 
Um, okay. It's like a tamarind cream sauce on top of the salmon. And um, brown rice, just plain brown rice, uh, a little bit of like mixed greens underneath with mm-hmm. some sort of like soy sauce dressing, like ginger soy sauce dressing. And um, you eat it, you eat, um, uh, what is it called? Seaweed on the side. So you put everything on the seaweed and you eat it like it's uh, like a taco or something. Oh, wow. Interesting. Wait, so is yeah. that a, is that a, is that a, a dish that you made up or is that one that is, is part of the Philippine culture or cause you mentioned a couple different places. Yeah. Japan so well. like the, you know, like the nori or the, the seaweeds, the Japanese part, um, when uh, you put like the, you know, the sriracha is also Asian, not specifically okay. Japanese. I think sriracha is Chinese. And then the okay. tamarind, the tamarind flavor, that's Filipino. So that's like the Filipino fusion. And then the cream okay. sauce on top, like that's not very, like, I, I don't know what that is, but it's, <laughs> so it's something that I kind of made up. Like, it's just like a yeah. fusion dish that I really enjoy. It's really quick. It's easy. It's impressive. Too. It looks really good, but it takes me uh-huh. like 30 minutes. Ah, so not that long a time, but it, the presentation is like, and obviously the taste is like on point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it impresses anybody near and far. And I love when I get people who are like, I don't really eat fish. And then they mm-hmm. and then they eat that and they're like, oh, my God. Like, that's. Yeah. Super rewarding to me. me when I convert people. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, all right. So, what about like any shows that you've been to that just that are that are ones that ten, twenty, thirty years from now, like these are ones that will stand out as like something you'll never forget. Do you have any like those types of experiences on on a show, whether it was a Twitch stream or in person, that was just something about it, the energy there, the 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 way the crowd received it, that type of thing? Yeah. So I um I recently played a show at the Bitter End in New York. And yeah, I played that show and it was just like, it was one of my, I think it was literally my best solo show. So I play with my full band, mm. which is who I'm going to tour with. It's going to be full band. Uh, but mm-hmm. I also play solo, which is a lot less hassle. And I literally just have to manage myself and figure out how mm. I'm going to get to and fro. So yeah, anyway, yeah. the show was just so spectacular because like not only was everything set up perfectly, like there was a, a projector with like chat behind me the, the house already had a projector or, you know, in-house mm-hmm. projector or whatever. The sound was awesome. Um, mm. It was in my home city. That was really cool. Mm. Um, it was a wow. very notable venue. I loved how intimate it was. Like I could literally like if I'm singing too hard, like my spit will literally land on the person who's sitting front row which was like it just i i love how twitch feels really intimate and that was like translated over to this show where it was like sure super intimate and um a lot like i i packed the place out it was i i I guess i never really expect that i could pull people because i'm like this internet person but then when Mm. i see these people they're living breathing fans that you know travel to come see you and then they Mm. know all your words it's like just mind-boggling but that one was particularly crazy because I feel like there were a lot of people who um, I just, for whatever reason, like we were vibing and, and like people are yelling out inside jokes. Like I'm, I'm egging, oh, I'm egging chat on or I'm egging, yeah. you know, I'm egging the audience on and sure. and they're yelling yeah. stuff like Raquel. Lil- I don't know if I could curse here, but like you Raquel can, yeah. Lily F's like just like all mm-hmm. these little inside jokes and like, mm-hmm. you know, call like Rachel and like, you know, only the people that are like true fans that, know. No. Man, so that that must have been incredible. I mean, you're talking about like you know that these people exist because they're in this in the streams that show up there, but like seeing them in person and hear it like that has to be a different level of like in like you said in awe that that's so cool. 
Yeah, and um, it was the first show that I was really comfortable to flex my kind of stand-up comedy routine that I do mm. on stream. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot harder to do in person because people expect to just watch you perform your songs, and I'm I'm a little more serious when I'm you know performing because mm. it's all about just like talking about the song and the artistry and, and like the craft, yeah. the crafting of like the words or like the story. So I'm really hyper focused on like what I'm going to say in between the songs and how I'm going to make this relevant to the audience. But it's mm. it's really cool when you could do it in a, a in a comedic way, where you could just like reel people in because they also know your comedic bone, and yeah, and they're kind of yeah. like celebrating it with you. And 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 it was just really cool to be able to like bring that out for the first time and feel really confident in that. And it was such a good show that they asked for a two song encore, which. Wow. Like I've had encores before, but like people were not like, I don't know. People were super juiced that day. <laughs> mm, that's wild. So after the show, after the show ended, I imagine I, I'm pretty sure I remember I may have seen some pictures. I've seen some pictures of you with, with what I imagine to be pe people that were meeting you probably for the first time after being like in your Twitch streams and stuff. So like, what yeah. was that experience like, like interacting with these people like afterwards and stuff? Yeah, it's crazy. So. It's really cool that people feel so connected to you that they want to like sit there and hang out with you and and like yeah. you know just soak up every moment because you know you don't take into account it's not kind of like a two-way conversation where like you're seeing them on the screen like I'm seeing you mm -hmm. and then you're seeing me in return it's like they're watching me for hours and I don't really get a good sense of what that's like until I meet them yeah and yeah. and it really sinks in when like it's like, oh, who are you? And it's like, I'm so-and-so. Like, I've been watching your stream for four years. And to think mm. about how many hours they spent in four years to, like, watch me develop and, like, do all these songs. And then it, it you know, it comes down to this, like, one moment where we're meeting. Um, it's crazy. It feels like you're, you're meeting, like, a long-lost cousin or, like, yeah. you're talking to someone that you've known, but, like, you've just, you've never put the face to the name Mm -hmm. so it's Dang, it's really that's... cool like it feels like it's like a familial experience for sure yeah wow that that I'm, I'm just like putting myself in in your shoes for a second and yeah that that has to be just like a, like a beautiful and like amazing thing and like i'm sure there will be many 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 more experiences like that with like the tours that you that you mentioned where you name eloquently dates location <laughs> coordinates you know specific, <laughs> specific location that was good coordinates everything 31 that's, degrees that's, and north and <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly man that's 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 so that's so dope all right so what about like places that you've been in the world like name a place that you've been to before it doesn't have to be your favorite vacation or favorite place that you've been, visited but like a place that you loved being at uh well one time i went to greece i really loved <sighs> i really loved greece it was like just honeymoon you guys went, there, went there for, for your honeymoon, honeymoon? Amazing. Yeah. What what part? So good. We went to Athens for like five days, and then cool. we went to Santorini for like ten days. And nice. it was I can't imagine a nicer place ever going to. It was that yeah. nice. I loved it. Yeah, just aesthetically, Greece was insanely beautiful. I mean, you could literally step outside of any terrace and like, here you go, like Instagram influencers best friend <laughs> it was just beautiful right. um it was yeah. the year before i started streaming so honestly like it's funny thinking back it's like it was one of those experiences where i just wasn't hyper focused on like trying to get the best shot or like making it look good for 
everybody else. Like I just mm. literally took everything in and it was yeah like a really life-changing changing experience. I had a very different audience um, perspective and I obviously wasn't as you know accessible or like popular or you know I didn't have the numbers that I do. I didn't have the audience that I have now. So yeah. it's cool because I, I think back to a time when like I wasn't always geared towards making content and mm. I think um, something about that's like super special. That resonated with me for sure. Yeah, like like it's a little bit freeing thinking about a time where you're able to just take in the experience without thinking about the fact that this experience needs to be shared with others be to build the brand or whatever, which is absolutely which is what we're what we're a part of. And it's perfectly fine. It's like that. That's a challenge p potentially to like the space that we're in. But being able to to reminisce, I guess, and like think about like those other experiences where things were, you know, a simpler time in life, so to speak, I think is uh, a simpler time. Is, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm still I'm still kind of there. I'm like working my way. Like I I've been, you know, Raquel, I've been spending um, the past couple of years like really, um, I think, sort of strategizing. And like you mentioned earlier, learning on the fly, experimenting, trying different things out and figuring out, you know, where my lane is. And I think that um, I, I mean, I know that that the live streaming aspect has to be like a major part of what it is that I do for several reasons. I think one of them is that I feel I, it took a while, of course, but like I feel now comfortable on on a live stream. And this this is actually a new a new thing, whereas maybe two weeks ago, I probably it's huge. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't have probably said that two weeks ago. Now I'm like, I'll hit the live button and I'm just like more. Like, I don't want to say I don't care, but I just like hit it and I it, like I just start talking to no one if no one's there right away. And I, and I don't I really don't care. Whereas before I did care and it's very freeing and seeing the and so th this this that was one piece of it. And then I think the other part that's extremely important for me is seeing people like yourself and many others who are just supremely talented and great at what they do. And knowing that there's there's so many other options out there, even if there's one person in my stream as someone who's starting out, this one person or this two these two or three people, they're like choosing to spend time with me instead of anything else they could be doing, let alone not just going on Twitch, but like doing anything else. And so to me, that is like that's like that was the moment for me like a few weeks ago where I'm where I, I actually I think just said it on stream. Like I was just like real not emotional but like real direct and appreciative of those individuals who were chatting and i think that resonated surely with them uh forget the point i was trying to make earlier but that's a little bit of a little ramble there but yeah i, I just feel a lot more comfortable and i'm just excited like i have everything over here set up in such a way where like i was spending time you know raquel figuring out like the audio routing and like getting everything set up just right so that I can just focus on having fun and being musical and like doing doing those types of things that I love and as of two days ago it is now set up that way and Amazing. so now I just feel like this year is going to be like a like take off and not not the way of like crazy growth because I don't really care too much about that honestly it's like yeah. taking off in terms of just really truly genuinely having fun and I I know kind of what I bring to the table so like I expect everything else like in terms of the successes that I think all of us are at some level seeking and, and kind of looking for and working towards like I have confidence that those things will kind of follow you know yeah and it's amazing that you hit that stride and consider the fact that some people are doing this for years and like don't ever experience that comfortability that 
you found so early on. So like, mm-hmm. you know, pat yourself on the back. That's incredible. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. I I literally I don't think you meant literally, but I just did anyway. I guess no, okay, I right? I love it even more that you did that literally. Okay. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> just I just had to make sure we're on the same page there. That is so dope. Um, so another show for you. Um, not another show. Question for you is name a show that you love. Okay, so Euphoria just came out. I've been watching that and following up with that. Okay. Um, it's mm-hmm. really, you know, when people think Euphoria, they're like. Oh, it's just a high school show with like a bunch of high school drama. But for me, that's not it. Like I'm I so I have a degree in neurobiology and a big part of what got me into neurobiology is um, addiction and how how like addict brains and like how chemicals uh, induce certain responses in the brain in general. And um, I took this class called the neurobiological uh, addiction to drugs. And it was like one of the most interesting classes like i feel like everybody needs to take that class because they dive into alcohol they dive into marijuana cocaine like all the the street drugs that are so popular with like really in any space and culture and just learning how that breaks down in the body and how that affects the brain chemically was just like such a wild i mean i couldn't not listen so Mm. to be able to take what i learned and like all like the kind of nerdy things that i love about neurobiology and and have it in one show and like see how that plays out in like a social setting is really cool because it's deeper than just like a a, you know show for teenagers it's it's actually a very adult show like lots of nudity lots of violence lots of blood like wow you know they they, and, and they also talk about like um the lgbt community a lot like there's a trans person so i think like that's really important socially and and how that affects like our perception of like what is normal is is really cool i think they're breaking a lot of a lot of um boundary not boundaries but like a lot of i don't know what word i'm trying to come up with barriers 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 yeah and Uh um yeah and it's shot by 824 so it's like visually just so stunning um Mm. and their ideas from it like the lighting the 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 space that they create the the artisticness of it all yeah it's just yeah. so mind-blowing every episode you're just like like it's an wow. art form i'm gonna have to watch it i heard of it before and just like what happens with many shows it goes on the list and then i just forget about it until this moment so that's why i love asking that question because like for that to be the first show that you bring up not not asking the question of what is your favorite show of all time? Which is such a such a basic podcast interview question. No, no, no. We're not asking that. Like, just what is what is like the first show that comes to mind that you love, and that's one that you mentioned, which means that I have to check it out, and I will. Yeah. And that sounds so interesting. I love the artistry of it. I love the fact that, um, yeah. First of all, I didn't know. I, I mean, I guess I wouldn't have known, but the fact that you studied neurobiology is is quite um, interesting, very interesting, and like. It helps me understand a little bit, or not even understand. It's just like it's a it's an added layer to you, right? People see you as funny and talented musically, and then there's oh, there's cooking too, and oh, there's like you know like education, like really a strong education background as well. And I think like all these things are extremely noteworthy. There's another compliment. Thanks. Um, that one's a little bit more like low key. Like noteworthy is kind of like <laughs> it's noteworthy, it's not like, young lady. It's noteworthy. <laughs> Exactly. It's like a little something there. It's still a positive though, but it's not as big as the earlier one. But it's okay. That's that's good. I appreciate um, it. No, my pleasure. My pleasure. I'm having a great time with the conversation. Uh, are you streaming tonight? Not tonight. I'm streaming uh, tomorrow, which is Saturday. Tomorrow. Okay. Do you have a a live a live stream 
you do have a live stream schedule. I, I do, believe, yeah, right? yeah. So do you ever, or how often, if ever, do you do random unscheduled streams? Um, All the time, because my schedule, oh. like as much as I want to just be like consistent, I haven't been consistent for more than like three months at a time. And that's okay. because I'm always like, presented new opportunities where like I'm moving somewhere else or like I'm going to this convention and it's going to screw up my whole month or I'm like moving yeah. somewhere for a month and that's something yeah. that I'm finding that I'm doing more and more like next month I'm going to be in Miami for literally a whole month so wow, that's so dope yeah and and just being having been in the pandemic has changed my perspective on like living situation it's like I have home base but if mm -hmm. I can make the means to support myself so that I could go travel and like get cultured and learn different mm. languages or learn different kinds of people or like be closer to some of my friends that I otherwise can't be just because of vicinity. I'm sure. going to do it. Yeah. Um, you, you do an You do an incredible job. Here's another compliment at bringing <laughs> at like bringing your audience with you by sharing the journey, sharing the journey uh, of like what it is that you have going on. And, you know, obviously we have so many different ways to be able to do that, you know, with stories and stuff like that and other, you know, all different platforms. But I think there's something to that as a person who's like live streaming, the fact that you can start a live stream and then people who who follow you on Twitch, but also, you know, follow you on, on Instagram, for example, like they feel like they know what what you experienced in the past few days. And then like that just to me, at least probably makes like that experience of hearing you talk about it like 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 you know um building on those experiences or sharing more about them like a little bit behind the, more behind the curtain i think that's like that's so eloquent and noteworthy uh the way that you do it and i think that's dope yeah yeah like i i see it and i look at that as something that's like all right that's that you you're you're using that platform like the way that i think i believe to be like the correct way you know yeah well thank you yeah i mean i'm i'm Honestly, like I wouldn't be able to have this kind of lifestyle, I guess you could call it, if it wasn't for mm -hmm. my Twitch audience. I mean, I always say, almost like a joking but semi-serious uh, way, that my Twitch audience is my record label, and they're my boss, and they're the one wow. who dictates my paycheck and what mm -hmm, I could do and where mm -hmm. I can go. So it's, wow. you know, the least I could do is to bring them along on the journey with me. And it's almost like a virtual diary, really. It's like, did it really happen if you didn't take pictures of it or if you didn't stream Literally. from there? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Raquel, I was wondering, my friend, do you have anything that you like to talk about that you have going on right now specifically to share with my audience? Yeah, so I mentioned that I'm going on tour in March. Did the whole mm -hmm. like coordinates thing for you guys. Exactly. I have them <laughs> memorized just like you do. Amazing. Um, yeah. But I'm releasing a single on 211. So, which is right awesome. the Friday right before Valentine's Day. I'm releasing a song called Adieu that I produced myself. I produced, um, like, it took me forever to finish that song. It was the very last song that I produced on my album. Um, wow. And then yeah. I'm releasing a music video on the 25th of February for Ghost, which was completely shot and edited by my brother in the Philippines. I wasn't even there. Wow. So I'm wow. really excited to show that. And he's, a, and he's, an, indie, he's an indie filmmaker over there. Um, so wait, so how, how did you guys do that? You filmed it out here and sent him the files or something, or how did no, that work? No, no, no. He he hired. Mm -hmm. So yeah, he hired his friends who have been in his films before, and he came up with okay. the concept. Um, you know the the visuals for it. The yeah, basically like put it all together, and all I had to do was wire him some money. Wow, that's awesome! All right, the twenty fifth of February. 
the 25th of February. And wow. then cool. um and then I'm streaming uh, I'm sorry. And then I'm releasing my entire album on 311. So it's 211 225 311 and it's just going to be kind of like a back to back really intense next few weeks for me. Wow, that's so what's what's the name of your album coming out? It's called Fixations. Fixations. Is this your I apologize for not knowing, but not really. It's no big deal. Uh, is this your first album? How many albums have you had prior to this? Well, I kind of have some unofficial acoustic albums that are available, like, you know, on, like, my band camp or, like, on my web mm. store. You could buy a CD and I'll sign it and send it to you. But it's really not available mm -hmm. elsewhere online, like any major, you know, um, music platform. So uh. this is literally my debut album. I've never had a full produced, a fully produced album before. And I've never wow. produced... Um, I've never put something out that I've produced myself. Like I've only really done singles and like yeah. kind of getting better as a producer. But this is the fu the first thing that I've ever made. That's like, here it is in the flesh. Like here's a complete pile of work mm. that I present to you as, as an album. So yeah, it's my wow. first. That's incredible. So, and we'll keep the conversation going for a little bit longer if that's okay with you. Cause I'm actually yeah. interested in the artistry behind this. Um, you're at, yeah, this is actually great. I'm glad you brought this up good stuff because I, I need to know a little bit about this so like when you talk about produce are do you um do you make all the music that's that went on your album as well as the lyrics and everything or so how does that i work? write the songs front to back and my mm -hmm. whole creative process is i sit down by myself in my room or wherever i'm at with my guitar mm -hmm. i come up with the melodies and the lyrics usually it's melody and lyric come to me like very like um uh spontaneously and i build yeah. the song around that um, because I feel like if it gets stuck in my head and if it can remember it the next day, then it's a good melody. Like if I can sure. remember it, then anyone can remember it. Sure. So yeah. I kind of build upon this like little tiny idea and then I build a song around it. And once I'm completed, once the song is completed, I present it to uh, usually my, my keyboardist, Martin, who is a theory aficionado. And him and wow. I kind of workshop it if it needs to be workshopped or if I need to change this chord up or if he has any suggestions like, here's some color, here's some changes that you might consider. Hmm. He's my go-to guy. So him and I are, are kind of the songwriting brain, brain of mm -hmm. the project. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I pretty much do most, if not all, of the songwriting, um, at least the melody and the chord work. And then I come, come in and make things more interesting with Martin. And then that's kind of when we present it to the the rest of the band and really martin and i do a lot of the pre-production like we come up with like a, a groove concept or something that's a little bit more meat and bones than just like the song lyrics the melody and like the chord mm -hmm. structure so like what's the groove like what's what's the rhythm going to be like yeah and we kind of write like a rough i, I want to say estimate of like what we want it to be shaped like and then i think that's the best time to show it to other members like our drummer who's super intuitive. Brian is him and I like the way he understands like my desire for like a certain groove is like ethereal. Like I wow. literally like I'll be struggling with a piece and I'll be like, man, I don't know what kind of rhythm I want for this, but like I want it to feel like this. And then like, I just move my body and he's like, Oh wow. yeah, I got it. And he gets it in like two seconds. So That's just the wild. way his brain works yeah. is wild. Um, and then Jacob, he is also a, a uh, uh, theory aficionado um so mm -hmm. he gets in there and he makes suggestions and all that but mostly like martin and i will write the parts out for everybody and then kind of workshop it with everybody else uh but as far as like the instrumentation i have 
the thing with me is I'm not going to be your best guitarist. I'm not going to be your best bassist. I'm not going to be your best keyboardist. But I do have a strong vision as to what this the final product is it should sound like. So mm. my, I think my forte is like the leadership that I kind of bring to the picture. Like I, I mean, I'm down to send you something and be like, come up with whatever you want. I don't want to taint your vision. But usually mm -hmm. it comes back to me, and, and, and I'm like, that's not what I was looking for. So in order to not waste anyone's time, I kind of – because I don't really know theory as, as proficiently as some of these cats do. Like, like mm -hmm. I mouth parts out, or I like, I'm like, listen to this reference song. This is mm -hmm. the groove mm -hmm. I want. And if, I, if mm -hmm. I can't achieve it with other people, then I'll come in and like write something. But um, I just love collaborating with, with other artists and seeing kind of what they bring to the table. Now, Martin, my keyboardist, he, like – the things that he brings is like I cannot replicate what his hands do. Wow. It's, okay. So, so he's a big part of my production. Um, mm -hmm. Him and I really speak in in, in <laughs> rhythmic grunts. It's like, uh huh, yeah, no, uh, uh. <laughs> like it's very yeah. like it's ve it's very primal. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like sometimes like I'll be stuck and I'll be like, yeah, man, come over. We'll like smoke some weed and like we'll come up with stuff. And yeah, yeah. by the end of the night, like we have, we maxed out the tracks and Pro Tools, and all I have to do is sift through them. And like, another thing I'm really good at in production is I, I, I'm really good at like placing people where they need to be. So like, usually mm -hmm. I get like parts that are like overplayed or like I want people to give me more than less. So sure. for me to like cut parts out and use them as samples is kind of another production technique. Hmm. How did how did you guys how did the band meet? How did the band get together? Martin is my first member. Um, I met okay. them because I was trying to, at the time, I was really new in Birmingham, and I was really just trying to get my feet wet in the, the whole scene. And yeah. I wanted to take vocal lessons, who was, um, at the time, their, their their jazz professor. His name's Steve Roberts. And I thought maybe he could teach me a thing or two about how to be a better singer, um, but he found that he couldn't really help me in that department. However, if I needed a band, he knows these people. So it was almost kind of mm. like one of those like uh, serendipitous events where you're like you're trying to look for something, but it's not quite what you're looking for, and and then it just clicks for whatever yeah, reason. But yeah. Martin was the guy that he's like, hey, if you if you want somebody to like help you with the keys, here's a guy. Um, mm -hmm. Jacob also he's an insane bass player. If you ever need a bassist, here's a guy. So that was kind of the wow. core of my band. Um, and then I've had. I want to. I'm not even exaggerating when I say like 20 different drummers. Oh wow! To this day, okay. like drummers are just so hard. Like in and out. Wow. So why, why do you think that is? Um, I think a lot of the drum drummers I've worked with were either like they just couldn't float, or you know they sank, or mm. some people mm. like moved away. Some people just are in too many projects. Um, yeah. Like for instance, like my my drummer, he's like my drummer drummer. Like this guy is like part of the band. He can't come on tour with me because he's going on tour with another band. So like he uh, just has like five gotcha. different projects because he's amazing. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. But Do yeah, you have a, and, a person coming in. I, I'm assuming obviously you have someone else coming in for the tour, like a yeah. Stand Do you know in, Mark so Magnificent? I don't. He's a he's a Twitch streamer and he he plays drums on his stream, but. It worked out uh, okay. such that he's like in LA. I don't have to fly another person out, and he agreed yeah, to yeah, do yeah. these dates with me. So I'm really excited that he's on board because now we literally have a Twitch band. Wow, that's so. Wait, so the other people that you just mentioned, the the bassist and the keyboardist, are also Twitch streamers? Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, how cool. So I, I'll have to, maybe I'll get the name. Well, I mean, I, I can obviously, I'll, I'll message you. I'll have you like message me the names of those people so I can check them out too because that'll be yeah. dope. Because as you're talking about them, specifically the keyboardist whose name I don't remember and it was... Martin Caster. His his Twitch name is it's I-T-Z, it's Mart underscore music. Mart. Okay, okay. As you're talking about this, I'm like, I need to I need to know more about this person because you know I, I'm a keyboardist right I love the yeah. piano I love that stuff so like knowing hearing you talk about him I'm like okay yes and now that I know he's a Twitch streamer like I I have access to him I didn't know if he was like some like exclusive like I can't even like see this person but he's on Twitch so that's cool yeah that's yeah he's really good cool. people he he streams his production so you'll you'll see him on Ableton just fooling around okay okay. Man, what what a world that we're in now, right? Where I mean, this is getting like not philosophical, just like the fact that like we can share these things that we're doing musically with people across the world is is very noteworthy and very interesting and very cool. Mm-hmm, like that's absolutely, dope. it is really cool, and it, it changed your life, you know, to allow you to do just such oh, such yeah. incredible things, and you know, onward and upwards, right? I think that's the. I caught you mid-drink, sorry. Onward and upwards. Onward and upwards. <laughs> That's it. Well, I truly enjoyed myself. I'm going to probably get a bowl of cereal right now. Amazing. Because I, I just went to ShopRite today, and I got like some, not what like, kind of cereal, like excite. Yeah, I was going to say, not like ones that are probably going to be exciting to mention on stream. Like, it's not like, oh, I have some, like, you know, some whatever, Fruity Pebbles or something that people like liked as kids. I have like, let's see, what kind did I get? I don't even know the, the name. I have, I, I bought Life today. I know we all know about Life. I bought Life. I saw it on sale for one ninety nine, And I didn't go yeah. with the regular. I went with the Cinnamon Life just because I wanted it to be a little okay. bit. Okay, you know, okay. That's and kind of, two other... you know, Cinnamon is exotic. <laughs> yeah, a, l- a little bit. Thank you. But is it, but is it though? Or I don't know. I guess, <laughs> Maybe that's me being nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're the culinary person here, so if you say it, then I'll, I'll accept that. Yeah, and then the we're going to go with the, just... the word exotic. <laughs> exotic. So cinnamon is exotic. That's going to be the title of this episode. Raquel, Raquel Lilly, cinnamon is exotic. And I'm feeling Quote like, me on what? that. Exactly. So that's actually a good idea because that might, I mean, first of all, the people that are going to watch this are going to be people mostly that like know you and want to know more about you. But yeah. if we do that, then like they'll have to wait until like the very end of the of the episode to like fully understand it. So that's a little trick of the trade right there. We I might like have that. to do, you know, I cinnamon like is exotic. Okay, that it's settled. I think I'll have to think about it a little bit more. But I think I'm going to do that. Um, and then the other two cereals are not noteworthy, not noteworthy to mention because I don't even remember the names of them. But yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have like a bowl of each tonight, like a little medley of sorts. You're living the dream, be, man. There we go. There we go. You approve. Raquel approved. Boom. That's it. <laughs> Look, I appreciate you. I'm excited to to see you more on stream and just and just see you see what you continue to do. Um and just yeah, keep being awesome, keep being yourself, all that whatever, all those things that people say and stuff. And just you're you're just incredible and I am gracious that you took some time out and I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a good one. Thank you, you too. How you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing extraordinarily well. So, first of all, something you don't know about me, probably, maybe, I don't know, is that my wife and I are expecting our first child in just a couple wow. of short months. So, Incredible. yes, I'm extremely excited about that. And then, like on the front of like 
this content creation journey and music stream. I just recently got it started like with music streaming and stuff myself. And like I had several things that happened today. I'm sure you can relate to this. Like when things that you were hoping or wanting or wanting to happen for you, like emails and, and uh, uh, partnerships, those types of things. Like I've had several of those like happen today. And so I'm nice. and then and including including this, this conversation that I was like really excited about. So like, it's like a lot of great things happen today. Um, we're getting snow tomorrow, which sucks. But like this kind of balances that out a little bit. So I'm feeling great yeah. right now. Feeling great. Amazing. That's spot on, man. So I'm going to I'm going to give you back the rest of your the rest of your day. I can talk to you for a while longer, but I will share this with you um, if possible. I mean, literally, I was talking to someone prior to this and I just I the he he's in he's overseas so he was at like ending this ending the conversation at like two in the morning so he was like very tired and stuff although he was like very alert during the conversation but i knew that he was making time for me and so so i asked him a question that was very I, we were just having a good dialogue so i just asked him a very like weird question at the end i said you know i said so name just do me a favor and just name one thing that you hated about this interview and he was like, he was like taken aback. Like, what, what the hell do you mean by that kind of thing? But then he said one thing was that he said it might have been like a little bit too short for him. And I was trying to keep it short because I was trying to keep it like 45 to an hour. We could have like went longer. He's a classical piano guy. So we like we were really, really vibing. But I wanted to like respect his time a little bit. But that made me think like, well, like, first of all, now you and I have this conversation that like years from now, like you'll be able to see where you were like in this moment, which I think is incredible in itself. Um, but down the road, if you are interested, um, I think it would be dope to like revisit with every single one of these nine or 10 people that I highlighted at whether it's a year or like whenever it is to like see where we're at now. And, and at that point, the, the relationship is already like this, like we're, we know each other already kind of thing. And now it's just very much more a conversation. Um, so I, I was just thinking about that idea and I think that would be dope, like moving forward. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Like if we can make this like a longer conversation where we're not getting the formalities out, like who are you are, what you yeah. do. I think that'd right. be cool to build upon, you know, what we have here. Dope, dope. I really genuinely uh, appreciate the time and really uh, just enjoyed the conversation a whole lot. Uh, aside from the the airlines, th no, just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> I was really... gonna say that was my least favorite part of the the conversation <laughs> yeah. was when I had to mute my mic. And I had to right. talk to Delta to straighten out my tour plans. Right. Well, you know what happened? So, like, when you were doing that, I'm like, this is no big deal. Like, I can go on YouTube Studio. I can do all kind of stuff here. It's no biggie. And I didn't, I didn't like, no, I, I expected to hear you talking to them on the phone, like, through the mic. But I had no idea that you muted yourself. So, like, for the first three minutes, I was like, well, what the hell is she doing over there? Like, she's not talking to anyone. I don't hear any sounds or anything going on over there. And then I, like, realized, okay, she must be muted. Because I didn't want to, like, make awkward eye contact with you. Like, I wanted to, like, not look up because I didn't want to, like, look at you. And, like, so I was like, I looked up and <laughs> then I saw your up. mouth moving. Exactly. Then I was like, okay, she's clearly muted right now. Unless if she's playing an elaborate joke on me, <laughs> then that would be that would be very funny, you know? Surprise, I wasted your time. <laughs> <laughs> I love when people do that. So that, that actually would have been really nice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I, I hope you have an awesome rest of your of your evening. And I look for I'm going to definitely tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's a snow day up here. So you'll see me in that Twitch stream tomorrow for sure. So I can get that Amazing. shout out. Boom. Let's go. And then um, that's it. And no, I'm, I'm looking for I, I, I truly do enjoy that that moment of being in someone's stream shortly after meeting them like this. So I, I definitely will see you tomorrow. And uh, yeah, I hope you have a great rest of the night. And I look forward to just seeing your 
amazing journey, you know, continue and, and for you to continue doing the awesome things you're doing. Thank you. And can I ask when this is going to get aired? Yeah, of course. That's a great question. So I'm going to message you and find a time and date that work well for you and your audience so that we okay. can hopefully pack the house and have people like chatting. And like, that's like my vision for these types of conversations that for people that have an online presence, um, it's been really fun, like being able for me to get to know them and for us to be able to chat on YouTube and stuff. So it can be really anytime after like two or three days from now. Um, cool. And then, but I'll message you and we can, you know, hopefully figure out, not hopefully, but you know, you can let me know. I'll, I'm good with, with timing and stuff. So we can, we can definitely make that work. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome.